Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of Plummer-Vinson syndrome from the gastrointestinal section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 50-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician with problems with eating. She reports that over the past few months, she has experienced some difficulty swallowing food. She drinks liquids and soups normally, but reports difficulty swallowing particularly solid foods. On exam, she is noted to have atrophic glossitis and fissures in the bilateral oral commissure. An upper gastrointestinal barium swallow study reveals narrowing and esophagogastroduodenoscopy shows thin web-like tissue growths in the upper esophagus. This is a case of Plummer-Vinson syndrome. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. In terms of a clinical definition, Plummer-Vinson syndrome is characterized by atrophic glossitis, upper esophageal webs which are eccentric and often anterior, and iron deficiency anemia. With respect to the epidemiology, it is most commonly observed in postmenopausal women. The condition is rare. The pathogenesis is unknown, and associated conditions include autoimmune diseases. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation including symptoms and physical exam findings of Plummer-Vinson syndrome. Symptoms include dysphagia to solid foods, cough, choking, fatigue, nail changes, and dizziness. Physical exam findings include atrophic glossitis, angular chylitis, pallor, and coilonychia. With respect to the diagnostic imaging modalities, the two main methods include upper gastrointestinal barium swallow radiography and video fluoroscopic swallowing exam. Barium swallow radiography may show a thin projection post-cricoid and may show multiple esophageal webs. Fluoroscopic swallowing exam can help differentiate a true web from false webs such as mucosal folding. In terms of other diagnostic studies, serum labs and invasive studies can both be used. Serum labs would include a complete blood count which would show hypochromic and microcytic anemia, peripheral blood smear which would show hypochromic and microcytic anemia, and iron studies which would show iron deficiency. Invasive studies include esophagogastroduodenoscopy, which would show thin web-like tissue growth in the upper esophagus. It would also show normal squamous mucosa and submucosa, possible atrophy, and chronic inflammation on histopathological exam. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the main differentials to consider here are Schatzky ring, postcricoid cancer, and achalasia. The distinguishing factor for Schatzky ring is distal esophageal web. The distinguishing factor for post-cricoid cancer is malignancy on histopathological exam. And the distinguishing factor for achalasia is dysphagia at the lower esophageal sphincter. Let's now discuss the treatment of Plummer-Vinson syndrome. Medical treatment involves iron supplementation and treating the underlying cause of iron deficiency. Surgical treatment involves esophageal dilatation, most commonly via balloon method. This can be performed concurrently with esophagogastroduodenoscopy. It is not required if iron supplementation improves the dysphagia. With respect to complications, the two main complications of Plummer-Vinson syndrome are squamous cell carcinoma of the esophagus, oral cavity, or hypopharynx, and aspiration. 
Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 47-year-old man presents to his primary care provider with difficulty swallowing. He reports a five-month history of food getting stuck in his throat due to an inability to swallow. He has also felt more fatigued than usual. He has had to quit his swimming club due to tiredness. His past medical history is notable for hypertension, obesity, and a prior myocardial infarction. He takes enalapril, spironolactone, metoprolol, and hydrochlorothiazide. He has a 35-pack year smoking history and occasionally drinks a glass of wine with dinner. His temperature is 99.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 145 over 80 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 102 per minute, and respirations are 16 per minute. On exam, he is a tired-appearing man in no acute distress. No lymphadenopathy is noted. The patient is pale with concave nail beds on his fingers. An endoscopy is performed. The endoscopy demonstrates an esophageal web. Which of the following additional findings is most strongly associated with this patient's condition? 1. Atrophic glossitis. 2. Cachexia, 3. Halitosis, 4. Hematochesia, or 5. Pharyngeal exudates. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 1, atrophic glossitis. The patient in this vignette presents with an esophageal web and evidence of anemia suggestive of Plummer-Vincent syndrome. This condition is characterized by esophageal webs iron deficiency anemia, and atrophic glossitis. Remember, Plummer-Vincent syndrome commonly occurs in elderly women, but can also affect men. Patients classically complain of difficulty swallowing, cough, malaise, and weakness due to the triad of dysphagia, esophageal webs, and chronic iron deficiency anemia. Atrophic glossitis and angular chylitis may also be present. Atrophic glossitis is characterized by a smooth, depapillated, and erythematous tongue. Treatment strategies are designed to address each of the sequelae of Plummer-Vincent syndrome and include iron supplementation and esophageal dilation. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2, cachexia in an elderly patient with difficulty swallowing may be an indicator of esophageal carcinoma. Esophageal cancer may present subtly with mild dysphagia, weight loss, chest pain, and hoarseness. Answer choice 3. Halitosis in an elderly patient with difficulty swallowing may be an indicator of Zenker diverticulum. In this condition, a false pharyngeal diverticulum leads to dysphagia, regurgitation, choking, and halitosis. Answer choice 4. Hematochesia or bright red blood per rectum may be associated with causes of rapid GI bleeds and or lower GI bleeding. In this patient with esophageal pathology without evidence of rapid GI bleeding, hematochesia is unlikely. And finally, answer choice 5, pharyngeal exudates may be seen in infectious pharyngitis, however given the chronicity of this patient's condition and lack of other infectious symptoms, infectious etiologies are unlikely. In summary, Plummer-Vincent syndrome is characterized by dysphagia, esophageal webs, chronic iron deficiency anemia, atrophic glossitis, and angular chylitis. And that's all for this review about Plummer-Vincent syndrome. Hopefully that was helpful. 
This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.